Joint practices with the Chicago Bears kicked off and QB1 had himself an efficient day. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you all for tuning in and making us one of your listens of the day here. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Zach Hicks, and joining me today is Horseshoe Huddle's boots on the ground there in the pitch black night, if you guys are joining us on YouTube. Uh, our guy, Jake Arthur, uh, the, the just again, the greatest beat writer in Indianapolis Colts history. No, that's, wow. that's what we say here on the show. Uh, I can't like that. Yeah. On today's show, though, guys, we're going to be talking about the Colts offense in this joint practice against Chicago Bears. We're talking about the Colts defense, uh, which will be a little bit lighter because Jake was watching more of the offense today and watching QB1. And then we're going to kick it off. uh, We're going to finish up this entire show with your guys' questions and, and all the things that you really wanted to hear about this joint practice i'm sure you guys will have quite a few uh questions there at the end so make sure you throw them in the comment section if you're joining us on youtube if you guys are joining us on audio just remember we go live stream after these practices to talk about everything that just happened so you guys can join us there on our youtube channel uh locked on colts uh and and just have some fun and and join the conversation with us so jake talk about this colts offense there were um some (laughs) slight disagreements and reports from people about the type of day quarterback anthony richardson had today uh obviously stephen holder put out something saying it was one of his roughest practices yet uh but by all accounts it looked like he had a really efficient 11 on 11 day a lot of bears reporters were dishing out praise to richardson throughout the day uh so what did you see from qb1 as uh i think this was his first practice now of, of after being the official uh quarterback one of the colts uh second one second uh, one. Steichen, okay. Steichen crowned him qb1 after the bills game um, so no, it was th- this, his performance kind of, uh, required nuance when, uh, when examining it. So in 11 on 11s, he was pretty efficient. Uh, he was 15 of 19. You could consider it 16 to 20 also, depending on penalties, what have you. Um, but a lot of underneath stuff, uh, spread the ball around to a lot of different receivers. Uh, his first five completions were to different guys. Um, when you consider he didn't have as many downfield throws as he normally does, it makes a lot of sense because he's going against Matt Eberflus's defense. Mm-hmm. We all have experience seeing that for, you know, four or so years. That defense, for its flaws, does not give up big plays downfield. And then so going against a rookie quarterback, of course it didn't today. Uh, so a lot of underneath stuff for Richardson, which is kind of good because that's that's kind of the biggest area he needed to work on. You know what I mean? Like, it's like going to the driving range and not taking your driver with you because you know you need to work with your irons. Uh, so the, it, was a, it was a pretty good day of work for Anthony being able to get a lot of the shorter stuff out of the way. But seven on sevens was not great. Um, pretty pretty inaccurate. I, I don't want to say inaccurate. It, it always kind of comes down to a timing thing, uh, some miscommunications. He did have a, a interception where him and Josh Downs just weren't necessarily on the same page. Uh, it, was, it was kind of a good chunk downfield over the middle of the field. Um, he just kind of skied it, and Eddie Jackson was there to pick it off. 
uh, after after practice downs just kind of said it was a miscommunication. Shane did as well. Uh, it basically, you know, w- with downs, they're entrusting him to use his instincts as a route runner a lot. Uh, so I think downs sensed something in the secondary where he cut off the route in a different direction where he thought it should go. And Richardson just wasn't anticipating it. That's kind of what it seemed like. Um, but other than that, Richardson just, uh, I don't know. It, it seems like when he doesn't have pressure coming at him, it's not enough. It's not enough to speed up his clock. Uh, cause he holds onto the ball too long in seven on sevens also. Yeah. Um, he's just always kind of trying to look for something, make, make a play when it's not necessarily there. Um, so seven on seven is almost always his worst portion of practice. And it was again today. And I yeah. think it just looked worse because he threw the pick to Eddie Jackson. And then on his very next play, he almost threw a pick again on a, a kind of a more shallow outside throw to the boundary to Kylan Granson. The linebacker was right there to, to bat it, bat it away and almost intercepted it. So again, not a great day from seven on sevens, but in general in 11 on 11s, it was efficient. Yeah. I, I didn't really know how to categorize his day. I didn't want to call it good. I didn't want to say it was bad, but he was efficient. Yeah. If you guys want to drop questions about why we think Richardson struggles a little more in seven on sevens versus 11 on 11s, that's great. We'll talk about that in our final segment with the questions there. Uh, but I did want to move on to Josh Downs getting a lot of work with the first team today uh, because obviously we talked about this all training camp where it's like it felt like just a matter of time before Josh Downs becomes that starting slot receiver for the Colts. But uh, it seems like it's kind of happening now. It seems like the last two practices, it's been Josh Downs with the ones. Obviously, Isaiah McKenzie's been rotating in there a little bit, but it seems like the, the time is now for both these young guys, both for Anthony Richardson and for Josh Downs at slot receiver. Yeah, after practice, uh, Shane Steichen was asked about it again because I asked him about it on Tuesday. Um, I, I was like, you know, you just made Anthony QB1 and Josh Downs ran exclusively with the ones today. Is that an indication of his promotion too? And he kind of just alluded to it's still a rotational thing. And after practice today, he talked about there's room for both of them to be on the field. So receiver, you know, it's kind of different because they use so many different mixtures of receivers. But on the depth chart, I think Josh Downs is the starting slot now. Yeah. I just don't really find it to be a coincidence of the timing of this, putting him in there as they make Anthony the official starting quarterback. Uh, it's the right move. I mean, Downs has looked great. He's catching everything. Um, he's getting a ton of work in seven on sevens and 11 on 11s. He even looks really good in one on ones. He couldn't be beat today. Uh, he's just so crafty and he has, he just has a sixth sense as a route runner. Uh, he just knows where to go and where to find the soft spots in coverage. And that's really, really invaluable. And I, I think, you know, Shane Steichen holds him in high regard. We already knew Reggie Wayne does. Um, so I can't imagine he's not really the starting slot going forward. Yeah. And now we have one more topic to talk about here before we get out of the offense. And I, it's kind of a bearing the lead a little bit. I know, obviously, we want to talk about Richardson and Downs, but this Colts offensive line tonight, I did not hear Uh-oh. one single good thing about <laughs> them. Uh, I know Ryan Kelly missed today's practice with a foot injury. Uh, starting right guard Will Fries also left early with a calf injury. Brayden Smith was in his first practice back after his little uh, little uh, injury that he had. So, you know, there are maybe some reasons, but there's also reasons why we're scared of this offensive line after everything we went through last season. And it seems like they had an atrocious practice today, Jake. Is that a fair assessment to say that they failed the stinkometer tonight? 
Yeah, it, it was it was closer to the bad portion of the stinkometer today. I don't want to say it was atrocious because uh, some of it was attributed to penalties. Uh, you know, they didn't really get much going in the run game, and they did give up a couple sacks. But again, Anthony's holding on to the ball for a while. Um, there there were several times where we made a comment like, "Wow, look at this! You know, look at this protection. He's got a lot of time to throw." Um, so it was it was kind of. If it's if it's right down the middle, it was leaning towards more of a three on the scale of one to ten. Um, well, it wasn't a great day again in general. Um, the pressure didn't really worry me, but the the penalties and the lack of a run presence did did worry me a little bit because this Bears defensive line isn't really a formidable front. Uh, I mean, Matt Eberflus is is good at what he does and coaching the defensive front, but. Their line isn't that great, so I, I don't know. We'll we'll see what tomorrow brings, but yeah, they definitely failed the stinkometer today. <laughs> I think I saw it was what two false starts and four holds. I think is what I saw somebody. Yeah, put there, there there was like six penalties altogether on the offensive line. It was it was ugly. Again, Pinter's in there at center. Arlington Hambright played most of the time at right guard, which I didn't really notice him doing anything poor. Um, I think a lot of the pressure was mostly coming around the edges uh, when it was coming. But in general, it, it looked like a unit that had just been thrown together. And it shows you how important that continuity is. And you kind of hope that the same starting five that they've had all offseason goes into week one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think uh, we're going to get a lot of questions here that we might have to answer in the final segment. But the time, it's at least time to work out some more linemen after what we saw from the second team the other day. Yeah. And now with injuries piling up across the offensive line. So we'll see what the Colts do. Uh, they do have that fourth waiver claim spot. So maybe they can do something there. But coming up, guys, we're going to talk about this Colts defense. Again, Jake was mostly watching the offense, but we do have some news and notes to talk about with this Colts defense from the first night of joint practices with the Chicago Bears. Men, are you tired of weakening or thinning hair? I know I am. I mean, if you guys are watching on video, you can, see my, you can <laughs> see my weakening and thinning hair. Do you want to reach your full hair potential? Leading hair growth supplement Nutrafol helps improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Again, you can go from looking like me to looking like our beautiful uh, other co-host here, Jake Arthur, with his luscious locks of hair. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated natural science-backed ingredients. Their drug-free patent technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering listeners $10 off the first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men to enter promo code LOCKEDONNFL. That's Nutrafol.com slash men. Promo code locked on NFL. And everydayers, if you guys are enjoying this 10 o'clock stream that we're doing on YouTube tonight, and obviously the audio will go up tonight as well, don't worry. We'll be back doing this again tomorrow after the Colts joint practice with the Chicago Bears. So make sure all you beautiful everydayers are tuning in to these live streams after joint practices with the Chicago Bears this week. All right, Jake. So we're going to dive into some defensive topics here. And obviously, uh, 
one of the the biggest news and notes are these these young safeties making some some plays happen out there. I know again you weren't really watching defense, but I saw Nick Cross had multiple interceptions. I think Ronnie Thomas had an interception tonight. So pretty promising sign again from a defense that did not get a lot of turnovers last season at all. Yeah, the the Colts pass defense definitely won the day on that side of the ball. Uh, And it was young guys getting all involved. Uh, Nick Cross, of course, two interceptions, one and seven on sevens against, I think that one was PJ Walker. The one against uh, Justin Fields was in 11 on 11s. I believe both of them were off of batted passes. Um, So, you know, he's able to get, get the tip drill working that they always practice. Uh, Rodney Thomas had another interception to Justin Fields and 11 on 11s. Darius Rush, uh, he seems like a guy that's going to be able to make plays in bunches because he did that during the spring. Hadn't really done it at the beginning of camp, but obviously had the pick six against Buffalo on Saturday. Had another pick six today against P.J. Walker. Um, so, or yeah, against P.J. Walker, I think. Um, he did give up a big play to Velas Jones, but that's just kind of the highs and lows you're going to ride with these young guys. But um, no, the the young guys are showing great playmaking ability. And for a team that really lacked takeaways last year, uh, that's going to be pretty big. Yeah, I kind of want to go to more of a macro conversation about this Colts secondary if we have time here in this segment. But did you have any other news and notes when it came to the Colts defense? I know uh, Jannard Avery Mm -hmm. went down with an injury. Did you get any update about that? Yeah, uh, we we didn't know what that is yet. He got carted off. his might have been I, – I, I don't have too many details on that, so I guess I don't want to speculate yet. Uh, and we didn't hear about it from, from Coach Steichen. So um, maybe nothing too crazy, but we'll, we'll see. Um, Quiddy Pay and Samson Abukum had a nice sack late in, the, late in practice against Justin Fields. Uh, that's when they were running the hurry up. They were running two-minute drills out there, uh, two-minute and four-minute. So to be able to get to a, a – a very mobile quarterback uh, in an end of game situation is pretty good. Um, there was a series from Dallas Flowers and and uh, Tony Brown that I really liked. So Justin Fields beat both of those guys downfield. Uh, when the Flowers, uh, it was no okay. So he had DJ Moore on a deep throw over the middle of the field against Tony Brown, and then later he had a deep throw to. Velas Jones again, actually, I think down the left sideline. Uh, and that one was with Dallas Flowers in coverage. So right after in consecutive plays, Brown gets a pass breakup and then Flowers gets a pass breakup again okay. during the, the late game session. So I liked how those two guys rebounded from that. And then we always have to put our, our little flag on these underappreciated linebackers. Liam Anderson ended the game, baby. PJ Walker was out there trying to make something happen. Ended the day with a pass breakup. You cannot get past Liam Anderson. <laughs> I don't knew, even try. You with your random linebackers. I knew Liam Anderson would be your guy this year. But yep. um, no, that's good to hear. It's good to hear the defense is able to buckle down, buckle down late. Because I did hear a lot of stuff early in practice. You know, the Bears were able to complete a lot of deep passes, a lot do a lot of things down the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like the defense did rebound well late in, late in the day. So that, that's really good to hear. Um, I did kind of want to, again, go to more of a macro conversation about this Colts secondary right now because it seems like they have three pretty decent young safeties that they have. And obviously, I, I think this cornerback group is 
really starting to figure itself out, you know, what we're going to get from this cornerback room and kind of what the rotation is going to be. So would you agree with me right now, Jake, that if the season were to start tomorrow, the two starters at corner would be Baker Jr. and um, and Dallas Flowers would be your two starters. And then you would have Juju Brents and Jalen Jones as your next guys up on the outside. Yeah, talking strictly about the outside, not including Kenny in the slot and Tony Brown in the slot. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that's how it would be outside. Uh, Daryl Baker and Dallas Flowers outside, Jalen Jones and uh, and Juju Brents on, on the outside with the second team. That's how it's been so far. I think Darius Rush is going to be catching up quickly. Yeah. Uh, but Jalen Jones has, has had a – he's been the only constant among those rookies, and he's, he's had a, a really strong showing. Uh, he's not been like outstanding or anything, but he's progressively getting better and he's not constantly getting beaten. Uh, so he's he's had a really strong off season as well. But again, I think it's just a matter of time till Rush kind of pokes his nose in there again. Yeah, Darius Rush versus Jalen Jones feels like a Rocky Sin versus Isaiah Rogers thing where yeah. Darius Rush is going to get you the more highlight plays and the interceptions and and the really, really great uh, highs or whatever. But he's also going to have the lows where he's going to get beat deep. He's going to get out muscled down the field. Uh, he's going to get beat by a really good route or whatever, where Jalen Jones, just like a Rocky Sin, is just going to be on top of every route. You know, mm-hmm. he's going to be really competitive. There's not going to be many interceptions, but there's going to be a lot of pass breakups. Uh, so I think that's a really interesting battle there. And honestly, again, if both these guys are playing well, I, I'm not complaining. <laughs> you know, We need these young corners to be stepping up. So mm-hmm. uh, really interesting there with the cornerback room. And then safety room, we actually had a good question here that I didn't want to save to the end. Um, they're going to have to find ways to get Nick Cross on the field, aren't they, <laughs> this year? Yes. And, and I think what we can say these last couple practices, and, and you can see a little bit in the game. He didn't play too much in the game. But it's like I do think Nick Cross is going to play himself into a position where it's like, yeah, I think we need to get him on the football field this year, even if that's at the expense of Blackman, Julian Blackman coming off a little bit more or uh, an extra linebacker coming off more because you don't want to sit this 21-year-old athletic freak and, and not get him the experience that he needs. Yeah, and I've kind of gone from thinking he's a guy you have to get on the field and find reps where you can, like an EJ Speed. Mm-hmm. And eventually I think I'm going to get to the point where when is he your starter? at strong yeah. safety uh, because I mean, Julian Blackman is going to be a free agent. He unfortunately for him is no stranger to injury. You know, he is, he's only participating today in like his second or third practice of camp uh, and cross has been out there the whole time looking good. He's, he was running out there with Rodney Thomas a lot today and yeah, his, his trajectory is only going up. Like they're going to have, they can't just shut him out of the defense like they did last year. It's a totally different scenario this year than it was last year. Um, but regardless of whether he's the starter, he has to get snaps. Yeah. And then he's eventually probably going to be the starter. Yeah, I think it. it's really interesting, again, this young, this young defensive backfield where I'm not going to crown them by any means. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, this group is going to be amazing. The Colts are in a great spot with these young guys because it's, it's going to be like the Anthony Richardson thing where it's going to be some really bad moments. But there's going to be hopefully some good moments in there as well. Um, but I'm I'm really liking how these battles are turning out. I'm liking some like how these guys are playing. You know, we're not seeing a bunch of guys shrink under the pressure of these camp battles, and you're seeing guys like Nick Cross and and Daryl Baker Jr. and Dallas Flowers all come out better for it. So I'm excited for this defensive backfield, even if it's not going to be perfect this year. Yeah, for sure. Again, there, there's going to be a lot of growing pains. We're going to have to hear fans call guys busts and that they're no good <laughs> a lot, but. 
again, it's, it's just like an offensive tackle. He gives up one sack, which negates an entire game of being a stalwart. They're going to give up some touchdowns. They're going to give up some big plays, but you just want to see these guys grow and kind of limit those plays and, and things like that as the season goes on. Yep, yep, for sure. Now, coming up, guys, we're going to go to some of your questions. Again, if you guys want to leave us questions, if you're listening on audio here, join us for our live streams throughout the week, and you could really enjoy a lot of questions and really interacting with us after practice. So coming up, we're going to answer some of your guys' questions about this joint practice with the Chicago Bears. All right, so first up, we got our guy, Techno Gamer. Uh, Techno Gamer is joining. He's always the first one in here, so we we have to throw him up here, obviously. But how are the linebackers looking? Is Shaquille Leonard still looking good out there? Um, I didn't personally hear anything about the linebackers tonight, but did you see anything from from Leonard or the other linebackers tonight? Uh, I just I kind of made a mental note during positional drills that he was moving around really well. I didn't really notice anything from him in the the team drills Again, I only saw like 20 minutes of of the Colts defense and team drills. But no, Leonard looks good out there. I mean, this is honestly probably a really good team for him to go against right now uh, because I think it was Gus Bradley said the next thing they want to see out of him is just tackling consistently and things like that. That's kind of the next check mark he needs to hit. And this is a Bears team that's very, very run heavy. Uh, Mm -hmm. So he's going to get all the opportunity today and, and tomorrow and then if he plays Saturday uh, to kind of check those boxes. Yep. We got our guy, uh, Cinefinity and beyond Cinefinity and beyond, I believe he says for the love of God, sign Reisner or Norwell <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, free agent, right guards that are available right now. Um, I knew we we're going to get some comments and questions about this, but uh, look, I'm not saying that like, here's the thing. If an offensive lineman is still available at this point in the off season, odds are they're not going to be that helpful for your team because the whole league just does not like holy doesn't have quality on the offensive line. Like that's just not a thing across the league. So there's, there has to be something with Dalton Reisner still being available with Andrew Norwell still being available. So I'm not saying these guys are not, could not be upgrades for the Colts, but like thinking that the Colts are going to find a perfect fix out there at this point in the off season, I don't think is realistic, even though I do agree that like, why not just bring in some more bodies at this point? There's enough injuries. There's enough poor play with the second unit. Why not bring them out there? But I don't think there's going to be that instant fix out there and free agency at this point in the offseason. No, I agree. And it's it's kind of let the best man win. But you're so close to the season now that it's like if you were going to do it, you should have done it a month ago. Um, there is kind of a clear weak spot right now on the line with with Will Fry's. And shoot, even some depth would help. Like Dan Skipper has not erased the concerns in pass blocking that you thought. So, I mean, it's not just fries either. Like fries could get them through the season and I don't think it'd be a big deal. Uh, But you're still looking for depth in some other areas. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, We did get a question from David here asking about did Jonathan Taylor show up today or not? Because I I think we didn't uh, address that at the very top of the show. But uh, Jonathan Taylor was away from the Colts again today with a personal matter. We're not going to speculate anything more than that, though, because you guys know us. We don't like to speculate on that stuff. But uh, they did say it was an excused absence for him today. So that's all we're going to say. We've talked about this enough here. Well, from Uh, from the people I've talked to, because I – when I report it, you know, the Colts released a statement. There was a lot of people just thinking this is like another layer to the saga. My understanding from, you know, people I've talked to and from what they've heard is this is like a legit excused absence. Like it yeah. is a real personal matter. He has to go tend to away from the team. So I'm going to err on the side of, you know, 
keeping him in my thoughts for whatever is going on. Like I'm going to try and compartmentalize and keep this away from the ankle and the hold in type of stuff. Um, yeah, th- this seems like a legit thing a person is going through. Yeah, the one thing I will say about this is, uh, you know, when it comes to a personal matter and stuff like this or something that could be really serious, the worst thing you can do is is assume because we all know what they say when you assume. Uh, I, I'm not allowed to say it here on the podcast, but <laughs> we all know what they say when you assume and, and don't do that with something that is a personal matter or maybe not. Again, I don't know, but just don't do that with something that could be really serious. So that's all we're going to say about that here. Our guy Techno Gamer had another question here. Is the pass rush improving? Uh, he says he's pretty unsure about some of the defensive ends still. Uh, I will say one thing before you get into what you saw in practice or what you heard in practice. Um, I was pretty impressed with Khalid Kareem in this past preseason game. If we're just talking depth pass rushers, I thought he had a really good game, had a really nice sack off the edge. Uh, and I also thought our boy Adetomi had a really good game as well. You know, he he still doesn't really know how to disengage from blocks, but his explosion is enough to drive guards into the into the lap of quarterbacks. So I did like what some of these guys did in this past preseason game. And have you seen anything these last couple of practices since then, Jake, that says like, hey, you know what? These rotational pass rushers are looking pretty good. Well, I do want to note that Quiddy Pay and Samson Abukum teamed up for a, a would-be sack on Justin Fields today. Um, but no, I think Titus Leo has shown some nice things. Like he, he's got some juice to him. Uh, I think Taekwon Lewis, you know, for, again, I, I hate to sound like this, but for however much he's able to give you this season, um, I think he's still probably getting his legs under him, but he's always been pretty productive when he's out there. al Muhammad has been very productive in his role, um, during, during camp. So the rotational guys, like, I don't know if they're going to if if this defensive end group is going to give the Colts the produ- production that they maybe hope for but I don't think it's going to be a huge problem like yeah. the Colts have been much worse off at defensive end than they have what I think they have now uh, I don't know that we're going to see those long stretches of time where they fail to even hit a quarterback you know what I mean yeah I think having a trio as your top defensive ends you know a, a rotational trio of Quiddy Pay Samson Abukum and uh, Dio Dangbo is going to be really solid for the Colts this year. So we, yeah. you know, obviously you're looking at other guys below that to make the team and, and see if they can provide anything. But I think that top trio is going to be really solid. You know, you have two of those pass rushers going into year three, hopefully really healthy this year with those two. And then Abukum is a really quality pass rusher that they signed in free agency. So I think, I think that trio is going to be fine. I'm not too concerned about them. And obviously I'm not concerned about DeForest Buckner either. I think, I, you know, I think I would, I think I can live with the fact that like, maybe you don't have like any premier pass rushers, but you do have edge guys that are all decent run defenders as well. Yeah. I, I think having a handful shoot pretty much almost all those guys have are multifaceted. They're, they're not, you don't really have any designated pass rushers in this group as far as we know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have another question here. Could anyone supplant Tony Brown at slot corner number two? I know Jake and I have talked about this a couple of times on the podcast this offseason saying like, hey, why not get a Dallas Flowers in there as the backup slot corner just so you don't have to keep a Tony Brown? And we're not saying this because we dislike Tony Brown by any means, uh, but it's more so that you can keep more of these younger guys here. Uh, but so far in camp, it really doesn't feel like the Colts are trying out anybody else at slot. Right, Jake? Well, Chris Lamons has seen a lot of work there too. I mean, we, we saw him out there Saturday, like 
he's gotten a lot of run with the ones, twos, and threes at slot. And again, I'm not super sure why. Like he hasn't looked like a detriment yet, but he's going to be suspended to start the year. Yeah. So if he sticks around on the team after his suspension, I imagine he is the next in line in the slot. Okay. And, so and maybe... for what it's worth, I think Trevor Denbo might be your emergency nickel. Or maybe Nick Cross. They did mention Nick Cross a couple of times. Yeah, I mean, like, Julian Black and Nick guy. Cross factor into that as well. But as far as guys who aren't coming in from really a different position necessarily. Yeah. Or are utility guys. But Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I did hear Ron Miles talked pretty high about Nick Cross doing some some slot stuff as well. So who knows? We could see a safety come down there. Uh, we'll have to see mm-hmm. how it comes down, how that numbers game plays out. Uh, two quick questions. We'll touch on these pretty quick here. Uh, we have a question on how much uh, Anthony Richardson's going to play this Saturday, if we've had any news on that. I believe we haven't heard anything about that yet, Jake. I don't think Shane Steichen has said anything about that. But um, No, he, he got asked about it again tonight after practice. He said they're still working through it. If I had to guess, he'll probably play a series or two on Saturday and then perhaps not at all in the third game. Yeah, that makes sense. That totally just makes my, sense. Just my guess. Yeah. And then we have one more question here. Will Jelani Woods get out on the field this offseason? Hamstrings, man. Hamstrings yeah. are Hamstrings cool. have been killing them during, during camp, and most of the guys who have come in with hamstrings have missed a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, so w- Woods hopefully is going to get back soon. Luckily, he's not a guy you need to see a ton from to know what he's able to do. Um, but I mean, still right now, Kylan Granson is running away with everything because Mo Alley Cox has also missed a week, week and a half with an ankle and Will Mallory's finally back. Drew Ogletree has a shoulder. You just want to see all these tight ends out there. Like, cause they're, these guys are missing a ton of reps. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kylan Granson's eating them all up, but yeah. We no, know Kyle, what Kyle Granson has had a phenomenal camp. Yeah, but we just we know what he is at this point. Like, yeah. I honestly don't even need to get reps from Kylan Granson outside nope. of just building that chemistry with Anthony Richardson because, like, we know what he is. He's he's gonna get you like 400 receiving yards this year. Be a really solid dude. Yeah. Um, but you want to see these other guys out there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so, everyone, with that, I think that does it for us tonight. Uh, We'll be back with you guys tomorrow, another night practice, probably about the same time. Uh, Before we move on, I want to remind you guys about uh, this new thing that we'll be doing uh, before every home game. So there's going to be a four-hour tailgate over at Nevermore at Union Station. Uh, Starts this Saturday. And for an hour of that each each pregame, I'm going to be hosting uh, kind of a special pregame show of Locked on Colts. Um, I'll link the uh, the link for tickets and everything like that and all the information uh, in the show notes, but it's a great deal. You get like an all-you-can-eat buffet, an open bar, which that's nice. Uh, and then, you know, there's a ton of games. I don't know if you guys have been there yet, but that bar is really cool. Um, but shoot, no, I, I can't encourage you guys to do that enough. Also, obviously, I want to see all you guys out there. I'm used to talking to you guys on here, so... Uh, come on out and show some love and have some fun at the game. And it all gets wrapped up in time to get over to the stadium as well. Yeah. You know, if you guys show a lot of love to Jake this season, uh, when he's doing all those uh, live streams and those live performances out there, maybe I'll make the drive out there for one of them. If you Ooh. guys really want to, I- I'll make the long drive just but so I can see you. Only beautiful. if it's going well. 
I know. I just want to see all you beautiful everydayers in person uh, yet again. So if you guys don't already, follow at Locked on Colts, at Jake Arthur NFL, and at Zach Hicks 2 all on the beautiful platform that is called X. Also, subscribe to Locked on Colts podcast on YouTube or we listen to your podcast. We love your guys' ratings and reviews, and we'll see you guys back here tomorrow night.